And so many times we're stopped by external factors. Conditions aren't right. Uh, the T's not crossed. The I's not dotted. When we know deep down that we should move, we know that we have this potential inside and maybe we're a little unhappy, unfulfilled because there's a gap between where we're at and where our potential's at. So that rainy day mentality, when conditions aren't right, it's like, okay, I'm not going to let them dictate what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay true to who I am, true to the commitment I made to myself. And when you are true to the commitments you make to yourself, it builds a heck of a lot of confidence and courage internally to be able to know that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm actually going to do it. Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Jeff Wickersham today. You are going to learn about how to create the identity that exceeds your potential. Exceeds it. Because you know what? Sometimes our potential is average. And we don't want to be average. We want to be elite. We want to be high performers. We want to be peak performers. We want to create a future that is greater than anything that we would have ever imagined. And today's episode is for you if you want to expand, if you want to grow, if you want to live a life of fulfillment, if you want to grow your real estate portfolio, it comes down to your mindset. It comes down to your identity. And what we're talking about today is forging an identity that has limitless potential so there's a lot of clues in today's episode. You're going to learn so much. Elevate Podcast is all about mindset, mind expansion, and personal development for high-performing real estate investors. Today's episode hits every single one of those categories in a very, very deep capacity. I'm your host, Tyler Chesser, and I'm a professional real estate investor and entrepreneur. It is my job to decode the stories, habits, and multifaceted expertise of world-class investors and other experts to help you elevate your performance and lifestyle. Are you ready to take it to another level? It is time. Let's Let's raise the bar today. Before we dive into this episode, I want to invite you to pay the fee. The fee is to pay it forward. Share this episode with someone else. All you have to do is grab the link, send it in a text message and an email on social media. I don't care. Send it in a snail mail, whatever you need to do to pay it forward. If you've done that in the past, thank you so much for doing that. We just invite you to do that one more time today. And it means the world to me. It means the world to our team. And also it helps us grow, which is vital to the future of this podcast. So I want to encourage you to share this episode. If it's your first time listening to Elevate, welcome. We are also inviting you to pay the fee as well. Once you see the massive value that we are adding to you, we're asking you to give that gift to someone else as well. So without further ado, let's dive in. And also I want to ask you to give us a rating, review, or subscribe, or follow Elevate Podcasts on wherever it is that you listen or watch podcasts, because you can watch us. You can listen, you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, we're out there. And so let me introduce you to Jeff Wickersham, who is a sought after mental toughness and peak performance coach who helps guide clients intentionally to step into the best versions of themselves and unlock that inner hero waiting to be unleashed. Jeff is a number one best-selling author, Tony Robbins award winner, podcast host, speaker, and creator of the four-step morning fire methodology. He recently completed his second David Goggins 4x4x48 mile run, has meditated for 1,753 straight days, and he's taken an ice bath or cold shower 1,408 straight days. If you have that itch to that you can be more, do more, or that you want more, Jeff can help get you there. Let me spit that one out for you, Elevate Nation. 
Uh, you can find Jeff at themorningfire.com. Without further ado, please enjoy this very, very insightful conversation with Jeff Wickersham. Jeff Wickersham, welcome to Elevate, my friend. How are you doing? Tyler, I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have you on the show today. Appreciate your energy. As we record this on Thanksgiving Eve, we were talking about our exciting plans for the weekend. But just, you know, you you shared with me your gratitude. I kind of shared with you my gratitude for you for taking some time out of your day to share your wisdom with Elevate Nation. So I just want to do that again. But with all that said, let's dive into this conversation. I want to introduce you to Elevate Nation. I'd love to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about your upbringing, your backstory for those who don't know you. Yeah, so upbringing, middle-class neighborhood, great parents, but I was introverted. I was a shy kid growing up, which many people see me now. I speak to companies and corporations on social a lot, have a podcast, and they're like, you got to be kidding me. No. I mean, I still remember the story my mother told me when I was six, I wanted to go to a buddy's house to play and she had to come with me. Like I couldn't get out of my, my shell. The other thing that people are shocked by is my senior year on the male side of my senior class, I was voted as biggest complainer. So if you think about like the positivity I exude now, where you start doesn't need to be where you finish. And part of that is through deep pain, right? Eight years ago, nearly eight years ago, I had that transformational seminal moment in my life where unfortunately I lost my mom to breast cancer. When you watch the woman that brought you into this world, leave this world, literally take her last breath, all of a sudden that fragility of life, that two by four smacks you, you know, across the head and you say, oh, what is my purpose? What do I truly want to do? So that's just a little bit about kind of where I've come from, a deep searing, painful moment, but it provided purpose, passion, energy, excitement. And that's where I pull a lot of my energy from. Yeah. And life is filled with, you know, peaks and valleys. And I think those are the moments that we look back on and we say that that's what shaped who we are. And I think it's always important to understand the backstory and the upbringing of individuals that we're talking to on this podcast, because we all have our own story. And, you know, some of those challenges and triumphs that you experienced in your life, and I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about your mom in particular, but tell me, was that the moment that you became obsessed with human potential? I mean, oddly or weirdly, when you kind of recognize that, you know what, there's this fragility in life, like it really kind of hit you in the face like that. Or was there another time? Because going from biggest complainer to where you are now. I mean, that's quite a shift. So I would say that was the trigger, right? That was the spark of, okay, let's start to figure some stuff out in life, right? And and I always felt a square, like I was a square peg in a round hole, no matter what company I was at. So I chose to take the leap into being an entrepreneur, opened up a gym. I was always into fitness. My mother was a school teacher, but also an aerobics teacher in the 80s and 90s, like step aerobics, right? So I got into the gym business. And then when I'm on my own, I started to go down that deep rabbit hole of personal development. And I still remember conversation I had with my wife as I was, it was a Saturday morning, I was about ready to go teach an 8 a.m. fitness class. And I still had these habits that I took from my late teens, 20s and 30s. And I'd hung out with my buddies like till three in the morning, drinking and playing cards. And she gave me a nice truth bomb. She said, how are you going to go teach about fitness and wellness when you stink of alcohol? And I was like, you're right. And uh, you know, I started to look at the things I was doing on a daily basis, those things that weren't setting me up for success. And when I once I cracked just a little piece and I could see the gold underneath of my potential, then I've been on this never ending quest and I'll never get there, but it's how do I get a little bit better today than I was yesterday? 
It is really interesting because I, I kind of went through the same thing when I became an entrepreneur. It's like I, I started to go down this path of personal development because I started to realize how much opportunity was on the other side of kind of facing those demons or at least, you know, being self-aware, more self-aware of, hey, well, you know, what habits have I brought from my teenage years or, or prior or, you know, people that have influenced me that I may have not been conscious of. And it's just like you said, it's a rabbit hole and you go down this these different sort of paths and it's a very interesting exploration. And it can be very challenging. It can be very uncomfortable. And then when you learn these things, these mantras like find comfort and being uncomfortable, it's like, okay, well, maybe let's trust that. Let's lean into that. And let's also learn about how powerful our daily habits are, our daily rituals are, the things that we do, the small little things that we do on a daily basis. And I know that that's something that you're passionate about as well, helping people sort of unlock bigger shifts in their life, a bigger future. But it kind of starts with the small stuff. So could you talk to me a little bit about why you think habits are such a critical thing. And obviously, it's something that you kind of were going down in terms of describing there with the realization with your wife and that conversation was like, well, wait a minute, maybe this habit of not really living in alignment with the business that I'm serving other people with, perhaps there's something there, but obviously, it goes much further. So talk to me a little bit about habits and the realizations that you've come across. Well, number one, they drive 80 to sometimes 90% of what we do on a daily basis. That's why so many people feel stuck. They feel on that never-ending treadmill of life. And if it's 80 to 90%, you better take a look at what you're doing on a daily basis. So that's number one, having awareness of how much of what we do is dictated by, Tyler, like you said, those small, sometimes micro, sometimes you can't even notice choices and things we do on a daily basis. So that's number one. Number two is we've been lied to. Most people are not set up for success. We're filming this. It's almost the end of 2022. People are going to start, all right, what do I want to do for next year? New Year's resolutions. Everybody's heard 21 days to create a habit. It's actually BS. Neuroscientists have now proven out it can be anywhere from 21 to 67 days, depending on how frequent you do it, you as a person. So imagine no wonder why the third week in January is the most depressing week of the year, because so many people fail at that point. They think they've made it 21 days. Well, really, you could have to go three times longer to actually instill a habit. So I love just diving into the science a little bit and giving people an awareness, because if they're not aware of that, and there's probably some light bulbs going off in their minds right now of, holy crap, you mean it could take longer? No wonder why I failed time and time again. So that's you know, a couple of things related to awareness. Number two is our success is a lagging measure of what we do day in and day out. And every single thing that we do impacts every other single thing that we do in our life. And I love providing that statement because then all of a sudden the little things matter because it impacts the big things, right? And the little things over time, you continue to put in effort, continue to put in work, you're consistent. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous. You're not going to see it on social media as, you know, six pack abs in six minutes or a million dollar business with a, you know, Lambo in the background of I create a funnel, but like that stuff, it's so fleeting. And if you want prolonged term success, you want to create a legendary life and create legendary days consistently. You've got to do things that light you up physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally connect with other positive people, do those sort of things, and then you're going to be set up for success. And the trouble is many times you're not going to see the results or see any progress because they're so small. And I just had this conversation with someone the other day where they had seen somebody they hadn't seen in six months. They're like, oh my God, you're in great shape. 
But he said to me, I don't see it myself. I said, because you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day. And that's, you know, I always love to say it's tough to read the label when you're inside the bottle. But when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while and they say, Tyler, holy, you're ripped, dude. Like it's amazingly powerful. So your success is a lagging measure of what you do consistently from a habit perspective. I couldn't agree more. You know, it was one of those books that really opened my eyes to this was this book called The Slight Edge. I read this early on in my kind of personal development journey where I was going down these rabbit holes. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I hear that these little choices are important and that kind of thing. And, you know, one of the things that he talks about in that book is that a lot of our habits or a lot of our choices and daily decisions, these are really what sort of compounds, but ultimately there, a lot of things are either easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. Like think about like French fries. Like you go to the restaurant, it's like, you want fries or you want a side salad? And you know, it's easy to order the fries, no question about it, but it's also easy not to. And when you realize that it's like, well, wait a minute, if that's the case, then how interesting is that? So let me just kind of work through that thought process. And when you recognize that these daily micro decisions turn you to one sort of compounding result in the positive or the negative, negative. I mean, that's when it really starts to turn around. The other thing that he shared in that book, and I believe it was that book was he's talked about keystone habits that may have been a different book, <laughs> keystone habits. And there's like these cornerstone things that cascade and they're dominoes into other habits. I'm sure you found that yourself. Obviously, you've got a fitness background. And obviously, you continue to engage in your own personal fitness and, and so forth on a daily basis. But what other keystone habits have you found to be important in your your life? So I've got four that I do every single day, regardless of if I'm traveling on vacation for work, wherever I'm at, and they happen early in the morning. Three, I do right away. One, I get in once I, I'm ready to get a shower. But number one is I drink a full glass of water, right? We are dehydrated at night. The longest stretch we go without water is when we sleep. So rehydrating the system, it's a great way to kickstart your energy level, right? Full glass of water, pretty easy to, to do. But I would say you need to prepare the night before. And people are always like, you want me to get a glass of water out? And I said, okay, let me take you through the scenario. And this will go back to what you were talking about. Easy to do and easy not to do. So imagine this scenario. You go downstairs, you go open up the cabinet. There's not a clean glass for you to get a water. That's the first opportunity for your mind to take that easy route. And the mind wants to take the easy route and say, you know what, Tyler, this is too difficult. Screw this water thing. Let's just go check the news or check social. All right, let's say you fought through that. You go to check the dishwasher, but your significant other didn't push the dishwasher all the way in to wash it. There's another opportunity for the mind to say, you know what, this isn't easy enough. So prepare for success the night before. Glass of water is that first keystone habit. Love to get in. Number two is move. A lot of people say exercise, movement. I like to just put it as movement overall. You can go for a walk for a minute, two minutes. I love to do push-ups, sit-ups, and air squats when I wake up. We are physical beings. We want to tap into our life force, the power that we have inside, the energy that is ready to flow through us. You need to move the body, right? We need to move. So don't make it overly complex. Move the body. Could be going up and down your stairs. Could be going for a walk, burpee, whatever you want to do. And it doesn't need to be 50 minutes. Do it for two, three, four minutes. And all of a sudden that blood's going to start flowing. You're going to, you're going to wake up. Number three is meditation, taking some time to breathe, focus on your breath, quiet your mind. I think today for me, I'm almost up to five years straight of 10 minutes every single day. I think today was 1,796 straight days of meditation, sitting, breathing. You can do it guided if you need to. I still do guided meditation because my mind, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm creative. It goes every which way. 
I like somebody saying, come back to your breath and centering. But again, you can make it easy where take three breaths in, breathe in six count, count to six, hold for two, out for seven. You do that three times, you've meditated. By counting, your mind can't focus on other things. So that would be number three. And number four is I love cold exposure. Ice bath, ice walks, cold showers. I'm four years plus of doing those. I love going through that, not only putting myself through the physical stress, but what am I doing? I'm hitting the mindset gym because in the Northeast, outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it gets cold in the wintertime. That shower is ice cold. What does my mind say? Jeff, you're crazy. What are you doing getting in here? What do I say to my mind? You're either with me or you're not, but I'm getting in that shower. And by flexing that muscle on a daily basis, all of a sudden, and so many times we're battling our mind, all of a sudden my mind is my ally and says, okay, he's doing this, we're going with him. And the science behind our negativity is crazy. I mean, we have, average adult has 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those 60,000, 80 to 90% are negative. 80 to 90% of those negative thoughts, 95% are repetitive. We hit the physical gym. We don't hit the mindset gym. We don't hit that confidence gym, that courage gym. By going in that cold, telling my mind, this is what we're doing. You're either with me or you're not. I flex that mindset muscle a little bit. So water, movement, meditation, cold exposure are four keystone habits that I've been doing for four years plus here at this point. That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, it's really interesting to think about just the imagery of the mindset gym. I think it's pretty widespread at this point. You know, most people are aware that exercise and fitness is important for your overall health and all these things. But ultimately, you know, one of the big topics that you hear on mainstream media is mental health, you know, mental health, this mental health, that. And so ultimately, what we're not talking about is necessarily survival. We're talking about thriving as entrepreneurs, as investors, as leaders, as people designing a life of fulfillment. And so when you talk about mindset gym or really working that muscle when it comes to cold exposure and other things, I'd actually be curious. I mean, how else would you engage in some sort of a mindset gym? I mean, in my opinion, in some some capacity, it could be just really showing up and being willing to work through hard things, having hard conversations, reading books, having conversations like this, listening to podcasts. But what else would you consider to be sort of the mindset gym? I call it my rainy day mentality, right? And I like to give this scenario. All right, I'm, I'm going to put a five mile run in. I open up the garage and it's pouring rain out. Now, 99.9% .9 of people would say, all right, I can't run today. I love to say that is a trigger to say I absolutely need to run because that's a rep. That's a mindset rep. And I go out, it's miserable to start, but I start moving. And you know what? Once I get through that, once I get past that, the conditions weren't right, I feel freaking fantastic. And so many times we're stopped by external factors. Conditions aren't right. Uh, the T's not crossed. The I's not dotted. When we know deep down that we should move, we know that we have this potential inside and maybe we're a little unhappy, unfulfilled because there's a gap between where we're at and where our potential's at. So that rainy day mentality, when conditions aren't right, it's like, okay, I'm not going to let them dictate what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay true to who I am, true to the commitment I made to myself. And when you are true to the commitments you make to yourself, it builds a heck of a lot of confidence and courage internally to be able to know that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm actually going to do it. It is cool how the activity of doing something like that communicates to your subconscious mind and to your identity that even if the conditions are not right, 
I still move. And when I move, I've proven to myself that it doesn't matter if the conditions are not right. And I think about like investors as an example, it's like, well, wait a minute, uh, you know, the market's too hot, the conditions are not right. It's not right for me to go out and grow my portfolio or wow, you know, there's a lot of problems out there and the market's tanking, the conditions are not right for me to make a move right now. So pencils need to be down. So it's almost like these type of endeavors are the communication and it's building the fortress of that identity that says no matter what I move and no matter what I succeed because I continue to course correct I continue to find new opportunities to push forward it's like I truly believe and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this that there's no such thing as stagnation you're either growing or you're receding or you're dying and so I mean ultimately it comes down to I feel like it's that conversation that you're having with yourself and your subconscious mind but the other thing that I think is a critical piece and, and one that I'd love to get your take on is just the energy required to be an entrepreneur to be an investor and to build a fulfilling life. I feel like you've got to show up with high energy, but you've also got to show up with sustained energy and be aware of the energy that you're showing up with. Because I don't know about you, man, but a lot of times it just starts with that self-awareness. But what do you think about the sort of the thought process around energy? I mean, a lot of what we've already talked about, I feel like are catalysts to support the growing sort of ongoing energy. But is there anything else that you would say about that? Yeah. So I know you, you mentioned first growth versus going backwards. I fully 100% agree with that, right? There is no staying the same. You're either getting worse or you're getting better. You're either stepping forward into growth or retreating into safety. So that is a choice. And we talked about habits when we start out, like those are micro choices you make every single step of your day and they compound over time. And we are wired for comfort. We're wired for ease. The mind wants to tell you, hey, go sit on the couch for four hours. Don't do anything. Eat this junk food. Don't exercise. Like that's the way the mind is wired because it doesn't want to put forth the effort. But you're either growing or you're getting worse. So I 100% agree there. The other question related to energy. I mean, energy, we are energetic beings. If you want to be successful, I fully believe that is the number one virtue, energy zest, value that you should get dialed in to be able to run very fast, right? Let's take today, for example, I didn't sleep all that great. Usually I would beat myself up. I woke up at 3.15, restless. I was going to get up at 4.45, about four o'clock. I said, you know what? I'm just getting up. I'm, I'm giving myself grace. My body's just ready to wake up. Got up, banged out 100 pull-ups, 500 push-ups, did a 45-minute workout, trained somebody by 7 a.m. I'm done that. Went for a walk, filmed some videos for my social content, breakfast, coach. I mean, 9am, I have gotten so much forward momentum and we can't run fast if our bodies and minds aren't equipped to do so. So the physical piece, that energy you bring, and let's be honest, people want to be around positive energy forces. It's, I always relate it to, you know, I, I coach both my sons in football and basketball, like coming out of the huddle, imagine an inspirational coach and all of a sudden you're connected with your teammates and you run out of the tunnel and you're ready to kick butt and you're ready to take on the world. That's what energy provides. And the more you can cultivate it, obviously, when you start your day, prepare for success the night before, stack wins in the morning, but then get some things in throughout your day, right? I love to do push-ups before Zoom calls. Why? It amps my energy up. Could be as easy as air squats, could be sit-ups, could be whatever you want. You do that, you're going to show up more powerfully. I'm recording this podcast while standing. I've got a stand-up desk, so I'm not sitting much of the day. Helps with my energy level. I take a power nap almost every day in the afternoon. 23-minute nap 
helps build some more energy. There's typically a lull after lunch. That's nothing wrong with you or with me. That's the way we're wired. We're not wired to hammer work over and over and over again. You got to take little breaks. It's like filling up a glass of water. Eventually you fill up that glass of water. It spills out the sides. You need to take a five minute break, take a power nap, pour out that glass. You'll be ready to go again. So those are the little things that can help cultivate energy. The other thing I would say, you mentioned it, podcasts, YouTube videos, books, courses, whatever you can fill your mind with. And I do this from the moment I'm waking up, right? When I'm exercising, I'm from Philly. I love the Rocky montage. I have a YouTube video with it, all the Rocky you know, training scenes in there. What does that do? That gets me in the state like, okay, hey, let's go, let's go. And then I'm watching I'm listening to YouTube videos as I'm working out, as I'm taking a shower, as I'm cooking breakfast. The more we can feed that positive dog, that negative dog that has 80 to 90% of our 60,000 thoughts and those repetitive thoughts, it kind of quiets down. All of a sudden you get to you get this confidence, this courage, this belief. So those are just some things I do, but I, I 100% agree. Energy is where it all starts. If you're not able to operate at a high energy level, it's going to be a struggle to build your business, to build your real estate empire, to, to do things and then have energy left, If especially if you're a family man like I am, to be able to have time and, and energy to play with your kids, go throw the football with my boys, right? Things like that. So energy is so, so vitally important. I totally agree, man. And and what, what you're talking about not only is sort of the path for living a life of enjoyment and fulfillment, but it, it actually creates better and more results. And, you know, I think that's the other thing here is that we're not talking about woo-woo. We're not talking about stuff that just makes you feel good. This actually creates more optimal results. I, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the highest performers are the people who commit to investing in themselves in this way. And ultimately, it comes down to the identity that you are creating and that you are consciously creating because in some way we have an identity we have this internal dialogue that's telling us and that's constructing the story about who we are what we're worthy of what we're capable of and what we're talking about here is we're about creating that dialogue so that we can be conscious of the future that we're creating as, as a result because that energy is felt by people all around us and it's obviously felt in our own decisions the decision to do something and to create momentum or to, you know, create stagnation or to create sort of something that's going in the opposite direction. And by the way, something on momentum that's important is that an object that's in motion tends to stay there, right? When you're talking about, hey, you know, this morning you didn't feel great. It's like, well, you chose to move forward. You chose to take action because of these habits that you've installed for many, many years. But ultimately that momentum continues to carry you forward. And I think that's really interesting. One of the things that you you shared with me uh, is that you've got kind of a bookend type of uh, an approach to your day in terms of starting with defining your identity when you wake up and then bookending your days on the back end in the evening. Could you talk a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you asking me that. So many times we're not preparing for success at night. We're tethered to our phones. We're watching Netflix. We're watching TV. We're digitally distracted. So one of the things I love to do is have a digital sunset where I'm turning off electronics. I'm preparing for a good night's sleep, right? I, it's typically around seven o'clock. I have contacts. I take out my contacts. I put on my glasses. I have blue light blockers built into my glasses. So that starts the production of melatonin, the sleep good vitamin that, that helps you get some deep restful sleep. I'm preparing my clothes out so I know what I'm going to get into when I wake up right? My water's out, ready to go. I write notes to my sons every morning and put them outside their door. Those notes, my post-it notes are there. The envelopes I put them in are there. You know, I have a gratitude journal. I have the Bible. I have all those things that I do to stack wins quickly when I wake up. 
the night before and why? Because I don't want to expend any mental energy on where's my gratitude journal? Where's my post-it notes? Where's my, no, have it all ready. So you can stack these wins so quick that you're going to feel tremendous progress, right? And that's at night preparing for success in the morning. So, so important. Talked about stacking those wins. One of the other things I love to do, and, and you mentioned it, defining my identity. So many times we let our feelings dictate the actions we're going to take. And that's no fault of our own. When we're younger, most times our parents ask, how are you feeling? Well, I'm not feeling this, this great today, mom. You know what? So don't, don't go to your friend's house. Take it easy on the couch. Okay, that's fine then. But what, what is happening is we're programming a subconscious mind to listen to how we're feeling as adults. So when we have some of those negative thoughts creep in in the morning and we listen to our feelings because we've already been programmed to do that, we don't take the action we know we need to take. When we don't take the action we know we need to take, that, what does that do to our identity? Well, it's a downward spiral, right? We feel worse about ourselves. We're somebody who doesn't follow through on our word. We didn't do the things we know we should do. Well, I like to reverse it, flip it on its head and say, all right, what's my identity? Let's say energy. We were talking about energy just recently. I define my energy every single day. I'm a world-class athlete. Well, if I'm a world-class athlete, what action do you think I take? A world-class athlete, even if they weren't feeling 100%, and some days you're only 70%, but if you can give everything you have at 70%, that's a win. But defining myself as a world-class athlete, I take action upon it. All of a sudden I feel great. And then I spiral upward versus the other way when we're listening to our feelings. So defining your identity. And I love energy, work, and love. Energy is a world-class athlete. Work is I'm a CEO of a $10 million company. And then love, I'm dad and husband of the year. Now, it doesn't have to be what's right now, but you're future pacing your success. I'm sure people have heard, fake it till you make it. I hate that because you're basically lying to yourself. It's much more powerful to say, I am future pacing my success. I'm going to act today as if I'm that person because that's where I'm headed. Imagine how much more powerful you'll show up in the morning. So that's a little bit about the bookends and then why identity is so important to define every morning. That's really, really good stuff. And I think it's a, a call to action for the listener to say, what is your identity statement? And to your point, it's not I am this, it is I am creating this, perhaps, right? It's I'm future pacing so that your mind doesn't feel like it's being lied to. And so that you are reminding yourself about where you're going. That's a powerful tactic and, and a, a tool that you know you can step into on a daily basis. And you can read that and you can feel the gratitude for the future that you're creating. But then you can also remind yourself to course correct and take the necessary action to get one step closer to that. But one thing that I'd love to hear from you, I mean, as a high performance coach yourself, I mean, I've Obviously, you work with people all shapes and sizes, and I'd love to know what are some common limiting identities or modalities that you've seen that you've had to really support people in, in shifting away from? And the reason why I'm asking you that is because I think it's important for us to shine the light on our enemies or the things that are holding us back or, or limiting us. And it starts with our belief system. It starts with our mindset. It starts with really that identity that really has been forged in some cases by media, by our parents, by our friends that we grew up with, by the people that we hang out with now by our bosses or whatever, right? So what are some of those, maybe some parallels or not parallels, but patterns that you've observed over the years in terms of limiting modalities that you've heard from clients or otherwise? Number one is our, our limiting beliefs, right? We all have one or two automatic negative thoughts, whether it's I'm not worthy, I'm never going to be good enough. And we've taken those from our childhood, our upbringing, no fault of our own but they're playing over and over again in our mind. So th that would be number one. Number two is to unlearn 
everything that you've learned, right? And that's so important. Because many things of what we've learned to talk about the 21 days to create a habit. I just spoke to a group. It was 125 people. I said, who knows how many days it takes to create a habit? And somebody said, 21. I said, how many believe that? Almost 95% of the room raises their arm. Somehow it's stuck. Everybody took it. It's not setting people up for success. So unlearning what they've learned and then cultivating this belief that when you do things that are small, micro, the unsexy things, the fundamentals day in and day out, that is going to lead to your true growth. And that is difficult because one, we're unlearning what we've been led to believe, right? By media, everything we're force fed that when we get to this destination, it's going to be a white sandy beach. Our toes are going to be in this crystal blue water and we're going to be happy. There is no destination. You will never be exonerated from the constant work that we need to put in day in and day out in life. And if you can just fall in love with that process of today, hey, I'm going to give my very best. It's so powerful to come from that place. So those are a couple of things that I've seen that people just, they struggle with getting out of their own way, right? They're, they're not exposed to different ideas, different positive forces, either through you know a great podcast like yours or a YouTube channel, whatever it is. And then they, they just feel like they can't do it. And every single person can change, can make positive choices, can make these minor adjustments that if they do the consistently over time, they're going to look back and not even know who that person was. I mean, I look back to that 18-year-old senior biggest complainer in high school and I'm like, who the heck is that guy? Like, So you can change. Sometimes you might need a guide, you might need a coach, you might need a mentor, somebody that can see that greatness, that potential that you have inside cultivate that belief in yourself. And then all of a sudden you start down that, that journey, that never ending quest to be, to be the greatest version of yourself. Yeah. And I, I definitely think you need a community. You need other people to hold you accountable to this because it's not easy. And the foundational beliefs that many people sort of engage in, mostly unconsciously, I think this is mostly unconsciously from, from what I understand from the psychology sort of industry or, or realm, uh, the people who are the psychological ex experts, they'll say that at the end of the day, the basis of some limiting beliefs or identities are I'm not worthy or I'm not loved. And it's really interesting when you start to really reflect on that to say, well, maybe let's just say that's true. Well, how does that actually show up? How does that show up in the way that I'm interacting with my decisions or myself? Am I respecting myself? Am I respecting others? Am I challenging myself? You know, you might find that, well, wait a minute, I'm not willing to engage in, you know, installing habits consciously because I don't feel like I'm worthy of more success or I'm not loved. So I'm not, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to even try to prove myself or try to accomplish big things. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm really only barely scratching the surface on this, but I think it's it's interesting to sort of explore that and to have your own sort of self-reflection and internal sort of looking within to say, well, what is actually showing up for me and how does that cascade into other thoughts or other beliefs? And once you start to get to that root cause, I think it can be a very powerful experience. The other thing too, is like, once you have done that inner work, it is about stacking on top of that. It is also about guarding your mind. It's about also planting new seeds of new possibilities. So are there any tactics that you might suggest or anything that you engage in yourself in terms of guarding your mind so that you can remain committed to creating that identity that you want to be conscious of? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just piggyback on what you said. I mean, I'm not worthy is one of the ones that I've struggled with. I continue to struggle with. And the crazy thing about it is you will never be 100% 
through that. You will always have it creep back in, right? And and I still battle. It's a war that's never ending. But as long as we're getting up off the mat, we're continuing to fight and we're getting a little bit better. Hey, kudos to you. Celebrate that fact. So just wanted to, to share with the audience because I, I still battle it on a daily basis, right? And, and to your point, it limits sometimes my confidence and my courage in doing things. And, and I just want to be transparent in, in talking about that because I think that's that's very important. But Thank you. You're welcome. From guarding your mind, right? And I love to think of a centurion at, at the door, right, of my mind, and he's going to kick anybody's butt that tries to get in there. But one of the rules I have is when I wake up, no distractions. This is your time and your time alone to invest in yourself. I think that's the greatest gift we can give all those around us. And notice I said all those around us, not ourselves, because so many times we feel like it's selfish when we invest time in ourselves. No, you are showing up as the greatest version of you. And that impacts all those around you. My two sons, I pay them $10 a week. Yes, they have a couple of chores, but a part of that list is they write in their gratitude journal every morning. They meditate, they work out, they drink a glass of water. Why? Yes, I want them to be disciplined and do some things around the house, but I want them to understand investing in themselves is going to reap so many more rewards they'll even really realize. So, you know, no distractions when you wake up. That means no social media, no text messages, no email, no news. I know that phone is like the tractor beam on the Death Star, right? You see you have 18 messages, you want to check it. Please, please don't do that. Stack wins first when you wake up because you feel all this positive momentum, you feel all this progress, you're going to be much more equipped to take on what life is going to throw at you. If it's a negative email, you'll be able to say, okay, I'm dealing with it. I'm moving on. Versus when you look at first thing and you have no momentum, then you go down that negative route, right? And we're wired for negativity. So no distractions when you, when you wake up. The other thing related to positivity, and I know you mentioned this, just that momentum. The other thing I love to say is never miss twice. You can miss once and you can picture that train kind of rolling down the train tracks. It's out of energy. For a day, it's still going to start keep rolling. You jump back on, you're, you're still going rather than having to restart. So never miss twice. I know life throws us curveballs. I'm not foolish enough to think you're going to be, we're going to be perfect every single day, but never miss twice. You can get back on that horse and keep that momentum up. That's really good stuff, Jeff. I, I've, I've appreciated this conversation so much. And I think that what we've talked about is really tremendous wisdom for really living the good life, but also creating a greater future. But you said it, man, it's not about just ourselves, right? It is about giving. And I, and I think that's the that's another secret as well is that giving is better than receiving. And so when you invest in yourself, you now have the opportunity of giving and adding value and helping other people break through their own challenges. Because you know what, we're all on our own journey. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out CF Capital. CF Capital is the premier boutique real estate investment firm in the Midwest and Southeast region of the United States. We are a national real estate investment firm with a purpose. We provide property investment and asset management solutions to help passive investors maximize returns on high value multifamily communities. But our investments go far beyond acquisitions. We invest in people. We are in the business of elevating communities and raising the bar for everyone within our ecosystem. CF Capital is a real estate investment firm focused on the acquisition and operation of multifamily assets. We confidently deliver tax advantage, stable cash flow, and capital appreciation with a margin of safety. 
By investing alongside our team, investors can preserve and grow their wealth without having to deal with tenants, termites, or toilets. Investors come and stay for the outsized returns we create in our deals while appreciating the ancillary opportunity to make a bigger impact that only CF Capital can provide. If you're an investor and want to invest with us, here's how. Learn more about CF Capital at cfcapllc.com or by simply clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. We will see you on the inside of this powerful community. So let's elevate communities together. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about sort of your 17 years of real estate investing experience as well. I mean, you shared that with me prior to starting recording this podcast today. So talk to me about when did you actually get involved as a real estate investor? Uh, what was that choice? And how have things migrated since you started in this business as well? So I jumped in with my brother and dad, I guess it was about 18 years ago, and we bought our first duplex and We've acquired some properties through, throughout the years. We bought my dad out of the business because he's in retirement and didn't want to uh, to put in the work. And my brother and I have stayed in the business. And, and I will tell you, it's not for the faint of heart, right? It, it takes intestinal fortitude. We've been at moments of, should we just sell it all and you know do something differently? But I would say the great thing about it is having a partner and having my brother, we can balance what we're doing, right? And it's been a great, learning experience. I mean, when I started out in real estate, I mean, I couldn't do too much around the house, right? But then all of a sudden, I had six, seven, eight properties where I'm going to go up and do the work myself. So I'm replacing garbage disposals. I'm doing some electrical work, right? I'm checking out YouTube on how to do things. And I learned where I'm much more handy today than I was back then. Luckily, we're at a point where, you know, we have maintenance guys that, that do a lot of the work. It's been a wild journey with its ups and downs, just like life in general, but a great way to passively a little bit more now back then it was all actively right growing, growing the business and, and moving forward. So I, I still love it. And, uh, you know, appreciate it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big believer in partners, uh, especially those that you inherently trust. Uh, obviously, with your brother, it's somebody that you, you really trust and somebody that has your best interest at heart. And you you can balance those challenges off of. I mean, I, I remember the first deal I ever did. I did not have any partners. It was just myself. And I went through what felt like every challenge at that time. And it was like, man, it's overwhelming. But, you know, it also pushed me down the path of really a lot of the contents of the conversation that we've had today is challenging yourself before you engage in challenge and sharpening your own axe before you go and try to cut down that tree. And so there are tremendous values in the challenges that we face as investors and, you know, the problems that we engage in, you know, problems, I've talked about this extensively, problems are gifts, and there are ways of obtaining those gifts. So thank you for sharing that, Jeff. I, I appreciate that. I want to transition into the rapid fire section of the podcast. It's called the rare air questionnaire. It's all about being uncommon. You know, frankly, I'd love to see what we've talked about today become more common today's society, but it's still pretty uncommon. And so as we continue to push down this path, I'd love to ask you a few questions. If you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would those be and why? The Energy Bus by John Gordon. We talked about energy today. I mean, it's a short read all about this positive energy force, how to cultivate and then how to Guard Against Energy Vampires. That's a great one. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. So I've ran his race two years in a row, the 4x4x48. Four by four by Not only is his book a good read, if you like it, if you listen to Audible, he gives little snippets in between the chapters, which is fantastic. And it's insights that's not in the books. That's pretty wild. So that would be number two. Also, 
love the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. That's a great, great short read to have some impact in your world. Absolutely. We'll put links in the show notes as where the listeners can find those books. Thank you for sharing that. Aside from what we've already talked about today, Jeff, and this may be challenging because we've talked about a lot. What is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? It's just that consistent daily work, right? And being okay with some days you're going to be at 100, some days you're going to be at 70%. And when you're at 70%, acknowledge that, give yourself grace, don't beat yourself up, but just give everything you can to that 70%. So when you have that mindset that, hey, every day is going to require work, that's that constant work and give yourself a little bit of grace. Those are powerful forces that combined can cultivate that, that endless energy. Absolutely. And I want to just quickly follow up on that because when you're at 70%, let's just say that's how you're feeling that day. And we've talked about a lot of this stuff and, you know, pushing through and, and being resilient and being persistent and all these things. But talk to me about sort of your thoughts on this. I mean, if you're 70%, it's like there are certain tasks or projects that require 100, 110% energy and focus, but maybe that day is not today for you for whatever reason. Do you try to shift your priorities to say, hey, maybe this task or this project is going to require a little bit less energy. So let me just kind of lean into this and give myself a bit of grace or or what anything else that you might suggest? Yeah, I, I do, right? Where there's kind of a big three, what are those three things I need to accomplish today, want to accomplish, and I get to accomplish and then if I'm at 70%, maybe those things that I should get to it, but it's not a must in my business or personal life, then I'll let that fall to the next day, right? So when you can focus on, I love the power of three, right? Those three things, get them done, get them done early, give everything you have, then some days you, you might be at 70 and that might be the only thing you can do. Absolutely. Win the day. And that puts you in a position to potentially win the next day, which then puts you in position to win that week, which then puts you in position to win that month, that quarter, that year, that decade, so on and so forth. So it is those micro moments, but it is that continual stacking. But man, that's that's really, really good stuff. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Jeff? Provide them with energy, accountability, and just that consistency. I mean, imagine if you had those three things, energy, somebody to be accountable to, and then that consistency, and I call consistency the ultimate force multiplier, right? You can have focus, you can have energy, you can have time in those parentheses, that consistency is on the outside. And if you're just consistent day in and day out, it's the ultimate force multiplier. The issue is you don't know when all of a sudden it's going to multiply. So that's why so many people stop from being consistent. Man, Jeff, I want to acknowledge you for going from the biggest complainer to now being this guy who's not only showing up with genuine energy and, and appreciated our communication up leading to this podcast of, hey, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve the listeners, provide value to the audience. And you genuinely have done that today. So I just genuinely wanted to show you my appreciation and acknowledge you for that. But uh, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Do you have any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd like to share with Elevate Nation? I love the interview. So grateful to, to be on. Last parting thought is today is a gift you will never get again. So how will you choose to use it? Today is a gift you will never get again. So how will you choose to use it? Drop the mic, my friend. I love it. Tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can learn more about you. And by the way, we will be putting a link in the show notes as where the listeners can receive a complimentary 20-minute coaching call for Elevate Nation. Uh, so just check the, the show notes for that. But Jeff, where else can the listeners find you? 
They can go out to uh, my website, www.thethemorningfire.com. Got a ton of content out there. I'm out on all major social platforms. Got a podcast, Your Hidden Edge podcast. They can check that out. Or if they wanted to get that blueprint that we talked about, bookending your days, my book's out on Amazon, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat, Ignite Your Morning Fire. Outstanding, my friend. Again, we'll put all those links in the show notes. Jeff, until next time, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Tyler, thanks so much. Elevate Nation, Jeff Wickersham bringing massive value today as always. I think you could tell there's a lot of genuine approach to adding value from Jeff. So I just want to thank him again. And one of the things that really stood out to me was just his willingness to be vulnerable in that conversation to say, you know what, I have this belief that I continue to fight with that I'm not worthy. And I'm like, man, that's really cool that he brought that up. And I hope that you saw that as an opportunity to really engage with this genuine individual. And also saw that as an opportunity to say, well, I'm not broken if I have this deep feeling of the same capacity, right? That I'm not loved or I'm not worthy of whatever. You may not be able to totally get rid of some of these things, but you can continue to battle and win that battle on a daily basis. And I think a lot of what we talked about today is the methods and the tactics and the how-to to win that battle and to overcome and to become greater than your circumstances, to be greater than your environment, which by the way, your environment perhaps is what caused that belief. It's not true, it's BS. Tony Robbins calls it a belief system or the acronym is BS. You know what that acronym also stands for. And so once we look at these beliefs and we say, well, wait a minute, now I have a choice. Well, then what is possible as a real estate investor? What is possible as a creator? What is possible as a partner, as a father, as a son, as a mother, as a daughter, as a sister, as a brother, as a human being, as someone who's looking to create impact, someone who is looking to design a life. What is possible when we engage in this battle, when we win this battle? And, and ultimately, you know, again, it is about understanding, well, wait a minute, this is BS. So let's overcome. Let's step into some of the tactics. There's a lot here that we talked about that I think that I would encourage you to test out to engage in, to install within your daily routine, your daily rituals. And ultimately it is going to, I have no doubt, it has for me, it's created more results. It will create more results for you. It will allow you to achieve and surpass your goals. It will allow you to exceed your human potential because there is so much potential that we are all leaving on the table if we're not careful. And you know, one of the things we started with in this conversation was that Jeff lost his mom eight years ago. And you know, that's a reminder for us that life is not forever. So let's not leave any of that potential on the table. I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show. There's so much here. There's so much here that you can apply to yourself. You can share with the people around you. You can suggest, you can hold other people accountable. You can give them the energy of positivity and you can show them. You can lead by example with your own consistency. So I want to encourage you to have a conversation with someone else. What was it that you disagreed with? What was it that you think was left out of this conversation? What was it that was really surprising to you based on this conversation? I want to encourage you to have that conversation with someone else. Share this episode with a friend. Don't forget to give us a rating, a review, subscribe or follow Elevate Podcast. Thank you so much, by the way, for listening. And we are so grateful for you. Until next time, Elevate Nation, we'll see you next time and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.